you gotta figure out what that number is is gonna you know be comfortable for you to just do music full time um second it's going to be the, the time management i think is is doing as much as you possibly can with the little time that you have now um, to be able to maximize when you actually do go, go full time now you can like really really scale up because you already like figured out every possible way to get the most done with the small amount of time that you have um, as a part-time composer um, so now to get to get to that number to where you can be full time you have to figure out yo what's good this is clint your host on the music is my business podcast the podcast where you can gain insight and learn proven strategies to build and monetize your music career if you want your questions answered live join me on youtube at clint music on wednesdays at 12 p.m eastern time and let's chop it up now let's dig into this week's episode somebody asked a really dope question um let's see so question was do you have a manager or is everything done independently in relation to making calls and setting up meetings with companies you're pitching to so in music licensing um obviously the way to get your music placed is by reaching out to companies who want your music um to answer the question no i don't have a manager doing those things for me or an agent doing those things for me um i do it all myself and you can do it all yourself as well um I, they want your music right so it's not like you have to have um you know some some special connection or a special person reaching out to these companies as long as you have dope music um they're they're pretty reachable um you know just obviously don't spam them and things like that um but yeah like you can you can do it all yourself i do it all myself i've been doing it all myself for a while um there are agents out there like if you don't want to do that and you just want to you know just put that task on somebody else and you just focus on creating music um you can definitely do that but getting start starting out um it's not necessary at all <clears throat> um let me see. Oh, that must have been uh, <laughs> that must have been when I was when I when the countdown was going because I had my mic I had my mic turned down. What's up, Ice Cold Don Music? Anigo says thanks for all the gems. Clint Las Vegas here. What are your thoughts on song trader licensing? Do you have any other music libraries you can recommend submitting to? I've never used Song Trader personally. Um, I hear a lot of people a lot of people mention it, but I've, I've never used it so I can't you know vouch for it or say anything negative about it um, music libraries are everywhere man do a google search music libraries and then literally go down like one by one and research each and every one make sure they legit make sure they've been around for a while um, and you know ain't around here scamming people for for crazy upfront fees before you even you know send them music uh, so just uh, just do your due diligence, man. Google is your friend, 100%. But appreciate you coming through. MK1, what's good, bro? I do I do already know you. <laughs> appreciate you coming through. What's up, Howard Wilkes? 
Uh, so let's go. Let's go over to the Instagram. See what the Instagram people are talking about. Uh, Vani the Visionary says, "How do I get connected to be on movie soundtracks?" Um, the movie soundtrack joint, like that may be. Uh, that's almost kind of like record label side of things. Um, I don't know. Like I, I've never went like directly for a movie soundtrack. Um, I guess that's it's one of those things that that could come up in an event that you know maybe your song is like is placed like a featured placement on the film, and then they decide they want to do um, a soundtrack, or if you know you were hired to do a um you know a, like a specific record for a film or something like that um then of course they would prob they're probably already thinking about putting that joint on a soundtrack anyway um but yeah i i don't i don't know if it's like something that you pitch for like in regards to like what who do you reach out to to get a soundtrack placement i think that's like something that happens after music is being placed or something that's thought out before you know what i'm saying like everything is is done and finalized as far as the film is concerned that's a good question though <clears throat> uh let's see okay everybody's coming in so shout out to all the new people coming in let me know where you're from let me know what you do and um we're gonna get to these questions what's up bruno says hey man i solved my problem at bmi dope so i take it you've actually got in touch with somebody at bmi and they got you right that's dope that is dope somebody said no more emails <laughs> they tired they tired of my emails there's an unsubscribe button at the bottom. If you click it, you won't get my emails. It's that simple. Purposely Me says, my son records, edits, and masters his own music. His po He posts his music on SoundCloud. I'm just curious if it has to be done in the studio for it to qualify for this. Any feedback? Um, no, like everybody's producing music in their bedrooms, in their cribs. Like... It doesn't have to be done in a studio, um, but it has to be quality, right? So it has to it has to sound good. The volume has to be good. Um, the mix and, and mastering and everything has to be good. It has to sound like, you know, broadcast quality, something that could be played on TV or, or on the background. Um, I'll give you a tip on how to kind of, on how to gauge that, right? So one thing that, that I do um, and I used to do a lot I would take a song that's you know that's known on the radio right take that song play it and then I'll play my song either like right at the same time or like back to back and compare the levels in the mix and things like that and and just see that's it's a good way to gauge like is my volume too low or is it too high is it clipping is it distorted things like that so if you can get it kind of close to what's already out what you know is already you know a popular song um you can kind of use that as a guide and um and just making sure that that the music is ready but as far as location like where it's done it don't matter like joint could be done in the bathroom <laughs> like nobody cares you know what i'm saying it just has to sound good 
at the end of the day so i appreciate you coming through and ask, asking that question that's a dope question <clears throat> mk1 music says have you done any scoring or composing for an entire series <clears throat> not an entire series i've done some some scoring on like a couple scenes um for it was like it was like for a show um that they were trying to that they were working on they were they were trying to pitch i don't know if if it ended up uh getting picked up but that was like the only time i i scored i take that back two times it was that that little pilot that we did and then it was a documentary um and i did some some scoring for that um but not an entire series no that would be that would be dope though um but it was it was a good experience man like it was it was it's different than just like making a beat excuse me and then sending it off like it was it was different man because they like they give you the scene right so they gave me the scene they gave me the files drug the video files in logic pro and i played it so there's nothing like it's just and it, this particular show it was um it was it was deaf it was hearing like hearing no that like they were deaf it wasn't even just like um hearing impaired it was just like they they were just completely deaf so it was complete silence and i had to like literally watch it very very closely and try and pick up on like little nuances and moods and stuff to figure out like what kind of music i should be composing you know underneath what's going on in the scene and it gave me like a few notes but it was it was challenging because you have to create like what that scene feels like you know if it's happy is it quirky is it um is it is it excited is it you know what i'm saying like is it tense so, so it, was, it was it was different man but i enjoyed it it was a good experience and um hopefully i can do more of that in the future for sure uh let's see appreciate the badge tv tef much love we got connecticut in the building Southside chicago tv show and power tv show jt from indianapolis indiana uh i record producer and make beats how do i properly market and push my song or song so um this is this is what i'll say if you're you're trying to figure out how to market how to push your songs right you gotta soak in marketing knowledge and like a lot of people don't want to do it i'm gonna be honest with you because it's like it's not the funnest thing like if you if you're a creative if you just like making music and producing making songs and beats like marketing sounds like the last thing you want to learn how to do so you have two options you can hire somebody to do the marketing for you or you can start reading some marketing books um watching some marketing youtube videos listening to some marketing podcasts um to start learning things and techniques that work across every industry like it doesn't matter what business you're in doesn't matter what you do if it's music if it's a 
digital product, physical, physical product. Like there's just certain principles in marketing that work across the board. So my advice would be learn those principles. Um, you know, you got to figure out who your, your target market is. You have to figure out um, who you're talking to, like who you're trying to reach. Who is your music for? You got to figure those things out before you can even come up with a strategy. Um, and that's like that's that's where everything starts is knowing who you're talking to, knowing who you're reaching out, because that's going to determine how you speak to people through ads, how you reach out to people in their DMs. Like, you know, what I'm saying like how you connect with them. <clears throat> so, yeah, my advice would be start soaking in as much marketing knowledge as you can and take that and use it man and like in everything really it's a good question what's up tiny tiny is back bot studio what's up no problem Pur purpose purposely me i'd be butchering people's names on these live streams See what we got. Shout out to the new people coming in. Let me know where you're from and what you do. I'm answering questions live. I got YouTube right here. I got Instagram right here. Um, and I'm just, I'm tag teaming both sides. So that's, that's what we doing. Figure I'll switch it up a little bit tonight. Uh, somebody says, do you know my boy Demby? He's a music supervisor. I do not. What plugins are usually on your master mix bus? So I got th I got three plugins on my uh, my mastering and mix bus. They're, uh, let me see. So I got a tape, Slate Digital uh, tape machine. I got a uh, shoot. It's like a it's some some type of compressor and FGX from Slate Digital. Those are the only three things I have on my my master bus. And that's it. It's like it's super it's super simple. Um, it used to be way more complicated than that, but yeah, I had to simplify it because like. I don't know like it was just it was uh i don't know man like when you start when you start off mixing you just you take everything you're learning and then you try and apply it and it ends up like making your mixes way more complicated than they need to be so i went through that phase and then i just got to a point especially doing tv and film music i just got to a point where i was just like yo I need to make this as simple as possible because people, they hit you back and they're like, yo, we need uh, we need to edit, you know, or we need we need you to change this sound. So then I'll have to go in, change the sound, bounce the unmastered version out, drag that into a mastering session, run it through all the plugins for that. It was just too much. So I was just like, I'm about to get everything in one session. So if I change anything, I bounce it out one time and that's it so yeah that's what's that's what's on my master track 
What's up, songwriter, heart of the pen? I'm good. Have you ever thought about being a professional poker player? I bet you have a hell of a poker face, bro. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't even know how to play poker. Um, but I'll keep that in mind, though. I see somebody on YouTube from Toledo, Ohio. Shout out to the 419. That's the home city. Go Rockets. <clears throat> Shout out to LW. Major relaxation. Clint with music. You turn in for TV. Do you submit uh, to DistroKid? Yo, so I think somebody else, uh, somebody else asked me that question. That's a super dope question. Um, so this is this is what things look like for me as far as the music I do for TV and the music I do to be pushed out like for streaming or for like artists or selling beats or, or things like that or like leasing beats. So everything I do for TV, like my instrumental cues, um, that stuff I never send to DistroKid. Um, there may be a couple things that are in like non-exclusive libraries that I'll send to DistroKid. Outside of that, I haven't. Um, most of the reason why is because they're like, I don't know. I mean, they're like a minute and a half, which I mean, I could probably upload it. It's, it's streams, right? It may work. Um, but I think it, it may cause some confusion with the publishers and the fact that technically they're supposed to collect and then every agreement is different and i haven't taken the time to ask each and every publisher that i work with yo can i upload this on on um you know on distro kid and stream and all that stuff um so i haven't i haven't done that usually what i do for tv is for tv and i just leave it in that world and then the stuff like the beats that i lease i'll upload those on distro kid have those streaming um and let those do whatever um but i don't mix the two like i keep the beats that i do um for the beat store or for artists separate from what i'm doing for tv unless i'm doing like exclusive records where it's just like only one artist has his beat we're pitching it to tv and film and then that's that and then we may like release it as a a single or something like that but that's about it great question though okay dj okay yeah 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 that can that threw me off because i was just like man somebody else asked that joint all right that makes sense uh anderson banks what's up the question is what type of headphones do you prefer for mixing i'm just now focusing on that and i'm hearing something about open back or something like that um yeah like if i have if i have to mix in headphones um i prefer open back because i don't know like it just makes sense to, it, like it just lets the sound breathe a little bit in my opinion versus keeping it like trapped um in your ears i hate mixing in headphones personally but 
I understand if that's you know if that's where you that's where you are or you may be in a situation where you can't play your music loud like I used to stay in an apartment and had the cops called on me a couple times because I was trying to mix some records at night so um yeah if you if you have to you have to but um let me see I used uh what are those what are those joints let me get them I'm about to get them real AKG 240s these joints um I've done a few mixes in these the volume is, are, are, is a little bit low like if you have a headphone amp that'll help but pretty flat and transparent not the most comfortable headphones though uh it's like a hard super hard plastic but they get the job done um also these cranks cranks audio Let's see if the camera will focus i use these as well um i prefer these over these these are super reasonable though for the price and they like last forever like i feel like i can toss these off a skyscraper and they'll just they just work um so yeah so i got those these are super comfortable um i should have a link in the description if you want to check these out um on youtube uh on my under my gear list uh, so just look out for that once this once this video post or this live video post um i'll have a link to those but yeah those are my those are my two headphones right now MK1 said fingerprinting libraries don't want to be bothered with YouTube. Yeah, man. Like that. It just makes stuff complicated, man. Like and I, I ran into an issue with that where I used I used a, a beat that was sent to a publisher. It was in their library. And I used it in my YouTube video. And then they demonetized my video. So I hit the publisher. I was just like, yo, like they they demonetized my video on my beat that I created. And I was just like, like, are y'all doing content ID now? Or, and it was just like, yeah, so um, we just recommend you just don't do that. And I was just like, okay. So at that point I was just like, I'll just keep the two separate. But they need to cut they need to cut the check because that video got views and i know i'm making money from it <clears throat> but they don't i feel like they don't want to uh i feel like they don't want to deal with the uh just the keeping up with that you know what i'm saying like just the the ad revenue and then paying out all those different composers that are signed to their library I feel like it'll just it'll be a hassle. Shout out to my guy, super producer, Fire Tracks. I'm Fire Tracks and I play tambourine. What's up, Vine on the beat? Yo, I got it. I hope I didn't miss uh miss that uh 
that call we supposed to do, Vaughn. <clears throat> I'm going to catch up with you, though. Hopefully, I didn't miss it. I know it's some sometime this month. Cleveland to ATL. That's what's up. Love from Belize. That's what's up. What's good, Michael? Pack Wave, what's up? Big E, what's good? Cleveland's in the house. Shout out to everybody buying badges, man. I appreciate y'all. Shout out to everybody on YouTube, everybody on Instagram. I got everybody here on my desk. All right, let's see what else we got. Anderson Banks said, yeah, he, he's in an apartment. Yep. I know, man. Like, listen, let me tell I want to tell y'all about my experience trying to trying to produce music in, a, in an apartment. So this is what happened to me. I just moved to Atlanta, too. So I was man, I was so eager, bro. Like, I wasn't even thinking about it. But so I'm in my I'm in my apartment. It's kind of like a loft setup. Right. So there's a I have a downstairs and an upstairs. I got a neighbor on this side, this neighbor on this side. So the first neighbor I had on this side, dude was like mad cool. Like I I had no issues. Like he even, he was this old school dude. He was just telling me about how like he used, he used to do music or something like that. And he was just like, I don't know. He was just, he was telling me the story and it, it was kind of hilarious because he started telling me like how he, how he be making beats on like the table in his uh in his kitchen and the funny thing is i actually heard him like beating on the kitchen table through the wall it, it was the most weird thing but um he was super cool never had an issue with him so my other neighbor never reached out to me personally and said like there was an issue or whatever so i don't i don't know if it was that particular neighbor that called the cops on me but i was mixing the track just had an artist in so i was mixing the track trying to get it done i don't even think it was nine o'clock yet it was still early all of a sudden boom 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 like banging on the door i'm like yo like who is this like people don't show up to my crib unless like i know you're on the way like unless it's arranged so go downstairs open up the doors to cop I was just like, what's going on? What's the problem? Um, somebody, uh, somebody called and said that, uh, that you're, you're playing, you're playing drums. Like you can't play drums at night. And I was just like, I don't even have a drum set. Like I don't even, I don't have drums. Um, I knew what they were talking about. Cause I was, I was playing the drums on the computer. But this was like, yeah, like you can't, you can't play drums disturbing the peace. So I asked the cop, I was like, well, who called so I can talk to him? Because like, this is literally what I do. Um, Cause at the time I was just like, I was full-time musician gigging and production. So I was just like, like, this is literally what I do. Um, so they wouldn't tell me who it was, of course. So I was just like, okay, cool. Um, so then after that, I had to start toning things down 
I don't know, like around eight, nine, I would, I would start to turn things down and put headphones on and then get the bulk of my mixing done during the day. But the reason why I wanted to know who called the cops on me because I wanted to talk to them and let them know like this is just like this is what I do to eat. Um, and if it's loud, call me or knock on the wall. I'd rather you just knock on the wall and say, turn it down than to go call the cops on me. So that was my experience. Um, yeah, then after that, I was like, yo, man, I need a, I need a house. Then I moved, we moved, well, I got fast forward. I got married and then we moved again. We stayed there for a while, but then we moved again. Um, this time it was a condo. Didn't have neighbors on the side, but we had someone living above us. So that was cool until somebody start kicking on the ceiling at night because my music was too loud. So back at square one, like, okay, great. Um, and I tried to soundproof everything out of that room. So that didn't work. And then finally I was just like, we got to get a house because this this is not working for your boy. So that's my story on apartments and production. So yeah, shout out to everybody that's coming in, man. Let me know where y'all from and what y'all do. Uh, somebody on somebody on Instagram says, "Do you uh, do you what was it? Oh, do you do beat tags? I don't. I don't do beat tag. Well, okay, I don't do beat tags for." TV and film stuff. I have a tag, but my tag isn't like a noticeable tag. It's like a vocal chop that I that I made up. So if I throw it in there, like say I did a song for TV and film and it has like vocals and things like that, nobody's gonna know that's a producer's tag. Um, if they keep hearing it on instrumental cues, then they would probably know, but I don't put it on the cues because it would just, it would be random, honestly, um, to hear like a vocal chop in the beginning of the beat. Excuse me. I had Sprite before this live and I'm burping like a mug. But um, yeah, so I don't do, I don't do like producer tags. Um, if you're trying to do TV and film music, stay away from um, the tags, unless, like I said, unless it's like a song and you have like a, a vocal chop that doesn't say like your name or something specific like that, or like, you know, Clint Beats at clintbeats.com, like you can't have that. Like they'll be like, nah, bro, you gotta, you gotta take that out. Um, so yeah, no, uh, no producer tags. Uh, somebody says, do you happen to do, oops, do you happen to do collabs with other producers on making a song for placements? Occasionally, I do. I will have an opportunity. Um, I don't, ugh, I can't give it away, but there'll be an opportunity to collab with me at some point through my Complete the Beat contest. Details will be, I don't know, to be announced. We got to do that though. Like that was fun. Like a, a lot of, uh, got a lot of good feedback uh, from the Complete the Beat contest. 
the last few years. So I gotta bring that joint back. We gotta make it happen. Dope question. Nathan, what's good? Where and how to book you for a one-on-one -on -one session? I'm very interested in doing an educational session with you. My guy, Nathan. So if you wanna book a one-on-one, -on -one, um, you can go to clintproductions.com slash link in bio. Um, and then just click on book a consultation. Um, and then it'll show my available dates on the calendar and all that stuff. And um, yeah, we chop it up. It's through videos on Zooms, the hour, and it includes uh, up to three beat or song critiques, just depending on what you do. Um, so yeah, I definitely do that. You can also hit it from that link to clintproductions.com slash services. But I always use slash link in bio because everything is on the link in bio. So the store, the consultations, the free six-step guide, the TV placements, the $1 um, urban core sample pack that I have right now, all of that stuff is in uh, clintproductions.com slash link in bio. Or if you're on Instagram, you can literally just go to the link in my bio and everything is right there. Major, Major Relaxation said, this lady called the cops on me and the leasing office. I even had on headphones. Guess why she called? She heard me tapping on my beat machine. Yo, <laughs> that's petty. That's super petty. To hear somebody tapping on something, that's petty. To call the cops for that. Wow. I'm sorry that happened, bro. That's petty though. Yeah, that like like that caught like we have to have a conversation after that because I'm not gonna walk on eggshells when I have to like I have to make beats. Like you gonna hear these fingers hitting these pads. And I, I can't have the cops showing up every time I'm I'm hitting drum pads. That's ridiculous. Wow. Anderson Banks said uh he had a situation, but it was with neighbors that had a newborn. So I can actually, I, listen, I understand that to the fullest. Like if I had a newborn and somebody next door, yo, you gotta cut it out. Cause this sleep, like you don't get sleep with a newborn. So anytime that newborn is sleep, you got two choices. You can either get some work done or get some sleep. Most people choose to get sleep because man that was rough like when we had our son man like that first it was ah shoot first five months solid was just a walking zombie like it just got to a point where it's just like i don't sleep and you just alive like uh, it's 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 the craziest thing never been through it uh until then, yeah, I was, it was crazy. Uh, Nathan said, I'm from uh, Bonaire Island in the Caribbean, and I'm, uh, I'm an artist for up to six years now, and I'm starting to learn to produce. That's what's up, man. I appreciate you coming through. 
Vaughn on the 20th. Okay, dope. I knew it was it was close. Looking forward to it. That's gonna be dope. Manister Beats, what's up? Let me pull my Instagram up in case y'all YouTube people looking like, what is this dude looking at? Music for the box says when you produce music for TV and film, do you keep your project in MIDI or do you convert your MIDI to audio? Okay, this brings up another story. I think I told this story on YouTube before, but this is this is how I do it. And then I'm gonna tell you why I do it this way. So I create the session, everything, everything is in MIDI with an exception of the drums because the drums come from machine or machina, however you wanna say it, um, to Logic, right? And then everything in Logic, as far as my sounds, plugins, all this stuff, it's, it's all MIDI. Um, so I complete, compose, arrange everything in MIDI with an exception of the drums, which are audio already. So once I'm done, once I get approval from whoever I'm sending the music to, and they're like, okay, you're good to go. Um, then I'll go create an alternative session in Logic, which what that does is it, it pretty much, it creates a session within the session. Um, so when I have a session open, I can go to alternative without closing the session and it'll just open up a different version. So I'll have both the MIDI version. And then when I create that alternative, I'll bounce everything as wave and I bounce uh, plug-in effects on, on each track and everything. So if anything ever happens to where they pull up this track and they like, yo, uh, we need some stems for this or, you know, I don't know, five years down the line, they hit me up and want that same track, but doesn't, don't have like the, I don't know, the full wave file or something like that. I can just go to the, the, uh, the bounced or printed version and then bounce it out from there. And I don't have to worry about, you know, not having those same plugins. Cause five years from now, I may be using different plugins or, you know, anything can change. And that has happened to me personally. And it was, a hustle to get them that track in the time that they needed it and to make that joint sound identical to the previous track that i sent them like three four years ago um and i didn't want to go through that again so now once i get approval i print that joint um there it's all audio and i still have the midi in case i have to do something weird um i got that too but yeah yeah I have both. <clears throat> Definitely have both. Um, we got a question from my guy, MK1. Do you have any suggestions for part-time composers that want to go full-time? That would be me. Absolutely. Um, so... Man, so okay, I guess the the first thing is figuring out what what that number is for you to to go full time. Um, so of course you got to factor in the extra expenses that you're gonna have to pay, um, 
before going full time but you gotta figure out what that number is is gonna you know be comfortable for you to just do music full time um second it's going to be the, the time management i think is is doing as much as you possibly can with the little time that you have now um, to be able to maximize when you actually do go, go full time now you can like really really scale up because you already like figured out every possible way to get the most done with the small amount of time that you have um, as a part-time composer um, so now to get to get to that number to where you can be full time you have to figure out all, look at look at all your different streams and look at what you can pretty much multiply like what can you go hard at to get those streams up or what do you have to do to get those streams up if you're making a certain amount um every year from music uh how can you how can you two exit five exit ten exit like whatever you got to do to get to the number that you need to get to to be full time um and just and and really just work towards that number um and then once you hit that number or once you get in that area to where um you would be comfortable quitting the day job or the you know the the other half of the income um do it for like do it make that same amount of money for like two three years before you actually decide to go full time um and then during that time <clears throat> you'll be able to see okay this is this is sustainable i'm good and it'll give you time to um to save up and give yourself um those that secured like you know uh, three six months of savings um just in case you have like those slow months as an entrepreneur um but yeah it's just figuring out every possible thing that you can do um to generate revenue and to to get rid of what you don't want to do um which is the the other half of your time you want to get your time back so you can do more of what you love to do so th those would be my couple tips Lorenzo was good. Wichita, Kansas, working full time and doing music. <clears throat> and then it, there's always there's like multiple ways too to get to to the end goal. Um, you know, if it's like you could, <clears throat> it's just a matter of just figuring out what you want to do, which route you want to take do you want to get like a thousand uh you know smaller placements or or do you want to get like 10 big ones every year you know what i mean so it just depends on how you want to how you want to break things down or or multiply things really all right let's take some questions from the gram Kansas man I was I was just in Kansas like last month me and my uh my little bro drove through there we went from the east coast to the west coast and like it was about three days um who did you have design your website 
I did it myself. I'm actually thinking about revamping it though. But I just don't feel like doing it right now. Michael P said I had an upstairs neighbor who had PTSD and anger problems. And anytime the volume slightly increased, he would stump on the floor, my ceiling, and like violently. It was actually pretty sketchy, yo. Plus, I was a vocal major, so I practiced singing classical music. I went to talk to him, and he just was like, oh, that's my way of telling you to turn it down. Yo, wow. Yeah, I don't know. And then, so I had this, we had this situation in college. It was me, two of my bros, like we were, uh, we were roommates. All of us were musicians. So we had, at one point we had, we had like two keyboards, um, keyboard amp, uh, a full drum set, and like a couple saxophones in our apartment. There was people on the side of us. There was people above us. It was like a multi-unit apartment. So we was we used to shed like we used to have jam sessions and stuff all the time because um, that's that's what we did. Like we used to gig all the time. So one night we was having a shed session and just jamming out. And this lady came down. She was, I don't know where she even stayed. Cause it was, she walked down the steps. And I know when you like, where we used to stay, if you walk down the steps, like if you're going up, it had to be like on the other side. So she came, knocked on the door. We, we already knew what to expect, right? So we were prepared to just stop playing. And she, she can't, she, we opened the door and she was just like, the music you're playing is is beautiful. I love it. Like just keep it up. And we was just like sitting there like that was uh that's not what we expected. And it kind of messed with us. It was just like is this like reverse psychology or like was she just like actually feeling the music? So it like freaked us out so much that we just stopped cuz we just felt like I don't know, it was weird like we've never had that response before. So I don't know. I don't know if it was her goal to make us stop by complimenting us, but it worked. So yeah, interesting stuff, man. Living in apartments and trying to make music. Uh, Brody Coyote, that's a catchy name. How, um, any advice on starting out with TV placements? I'm ASCAP certified and have a distributor. I make music myself, but I like making beats that sound like commercials and video games. Any advice? That's dope. Download the free six step guide. The link is in my bio. That's gonna give you a, like a brief, super simple overview of the steps that you need to take if you're just starting out. If you wanna take it a step further, after you get the six steps, you have an opportunity to get my full course if you want that. Um, but that gives you like the blueprint, everything I did to get started, um, to get my first 10 TV placements in a little over a year. Um, so that goes a little bit more in detail, but if you want to know, like just the basic steps, um, 
that's that six-step guide to definitely help you and it's for free so yeah hit the link in my bio for that man Isaiah said, uh, would you say there's a big range in payout between a song with vocals versus a song without? I think so, yeah. If you um if something with vocals get placed, it's uh it goes into like a different category um on the on the Q sheet. And when like when you get your royalties from BMI or CSAC or ASCAP, it'll uh it'll have a different code than just you know background instrumental so yeah it'll 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 make more appreciate that uh songwriter heart of a pen somebody said did you take classes when you uh when you designed your website no i didn't man like listen my first like three to five websites were trash bro like it, it was i was just fooling around man just with wix um i think i used some i used yola when i first started that website was garbage but um it, it was just trial and error man just playing around with it seeing what um seeing what worked like i knew what i wanted and what i wanted people to be able to do and i was i mean i was already creative so i just did it myself and i was in college when I started it, so I was broke. Um, so that was, that was a, the major factor um, that played a role into me designing it myself. Um, so yeah, that's that's all it is, man. Just trial and error, no training. What's up, fam? See Rye. Um, she said, "Uncle Pony." That must be my niece. Uh, my niece was younger. She called me instead of saying. Some people in my family call me Tony. But instead of saying Uncle Tony, it was Untle Pony. So if y'all see that in the comments, that's what that is. Fun fact. Fun fact about Clint Music. Thank you for listening to the Music Is My Business podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, be sure to do so now so you can know every time I drop a new episode. If you found the information helpful, please be sure to rate and review the podcast so we can get this dope info out to more music entrepreneurs like you. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, if you want to learn more about how to get your music placed in TV and film, visit ClintProductions.com today to download my free six-step guide to TV placements. These are the steps I took to land my first 10 TV placements in a little over a year. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.